In Georgia Ag and Review for the week of June 6th, it was all about the weather situation. Well, excess rainfall and flooding in the Mississippi Valley has made headlines over the last few weeks, but it's a whole different story in our neck of the woods, with the drought continuing to tighten its grip on the southeast. And that situation has worsened in late May and early June, with temperatures regularly exceeding 100 degrees. From about the Memorial Day weekend on, we have run off quite a string of record highs across the south. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey, who says all that heat is just adding to the already stressed crop and pasture land. The heat has just been too intense to try to keep up in some cases with irrigation, so we are seeing quite a rapid decline in crop conditions. And Rippy adds that the long-range forecast shows the high pressure staying with us for much of June, with the only real hope for relief a developing system in the Atlantic. In sort of a strange sense of the word, I think we're hoping for development in this case to bring some drought relief. But Rippy says, unfortunately, it most likely won't help all of our farmers. The course for that system, whether it develops or not, will be generally to the north or to the north-northwest. Regardless of development, some of that moisture should reach the Florida Peninsula, and that will lead to some drought relief across at least Florida. And if we do get a more organized system, that could bring more appreciable relief further north along the Atlantic coast. Unfortunately, though, areas to the west, the central and western Gulf Coast regions, they will remain outside the envelope of this storm, and it looks like more hot, dry weather baking those regions. And with a livestock perspective, Randall Wiseman had this. Well, across the south, we continue to hear stories of how some areas have received adequate rainfall, but then again, many areas have not. And Georgia is no exception, as David Gazda, president-elect of the Georgia Cattlemen's Association, said some of their members are feeling the effects. We've already had people starting to call looking for hay that weren't able to make a hay cutting this first go-round here in uh, April or May. But, you know, it's not only here in Georgia, it's throughout the southeast uh, as well as in Texas. Gazda said, unfortunately, it's something many producers are having to deal with. I would expect that they'll start being several cattle becoming available on market just from standpoint we don't have the feed resources this time of year and uh, there's some people are still feeding hay that have not finished feeding hay from uh, this past winter so unfortunately we're kind of at the mercy of mother nature right now but I guess every day it doesn't rain means one day we're closer to rain. For more information, contact the Georgia Cattlemen's Association office in Macon. And we will wrap up for this week with a very well-researched Everett Greiner. Research. What kind of world would we be living in without research? Could you even imagine? No laptops, no cell phones, no video games. But now if you want to really measure the value of research, look at agriculture. Without agricultural research, none of these other things would really matter. If we digress, back to World War II, the only important thing you'd have to worry about would be something to eat. I mention this because current economic conditions all over the world is a threat to funding research. It's an area where we can cut spending. It's dangerous. And yet spending for agricultural research has already and will again be cut. Now think about this. A research project lost for a year can take a generation to restart and to finish. The least this would do is continue to drive food prices higher and higher everywhere in the world. And remember, you can find these stories along with all the week's Southeast Agnet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Julie McPeak with Southeast Agnet's podcast.